Let me tell you about this guy. Let me tell you about this fucker right here. Yeah. <laughs> Supreme Court made some interesting decisions over the past couple of weeks. Made some interesting. Is that another way of saying controversial? They made some rulings. Yeah, I mean, you know, everything's controversial nowadays. Whether it's it, right, wrong, or different, really everything's controversial. Everything, you know, I'm going to blame the millennials on it, but everything is political. Mm-hmm. Right. At least with the Gen X, it was like, there was things that were politics and there's things that were just like football, but mm-hmm. now everything is political. Yes. And in including it, football, including football. And it's like stupid and it pisses me off. But anyway, <laughs> the silly grinds your gears. I might be millennials more than boomers <laughs> at this juncture. <laughs> I like the boomers are dying off. <laughs> yeah. So the latest, latest Supreme court rulings. Um, so Go ahead. I think I interrupted you. You you were gonna no, just, you were gonna I, tell I, us some things, educate us on the on the latest and greatest. Yeah. So they they ruled on they're both really college related, college focused. The mm-hmm. affirmative action or affirmative action, mm-hmm. but um, and then this student loan low battery, nice, and this student loan forgiveness plan that. Biden issued, I think, the executive order that was ruled unconstitutional. Okay. So, uh, I want to take two perspectives on this. I want to take my... Those two topics. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, I'll start with the, um, uh, the affirmative action side, right? I'm going to okay. speak from a perspective of I am obviously very pasty very milky white so and i'm a male so i am all the things that this affirmative action was not created for <laughs> right the, the the affirmative action would actually call you the problem right exactly so um i th- i i'm i have an opinion but i don't i i don't want it to be taken as like Oh, this is just the white man giving his opinion on something that doesn't really involve him, and he's just the the issue, right? So, um, so we'll start there. Okay. <laughs> so I think so, I'll just it's your disclaimer. Yeah. So that's that's my disclaimer. The reason why I say I've got I've kind of got two perspectives on both of these aspects is because I've got a I've got a personal perspective, but I've also got um, the I think I I think I have the like how Gen Z feels about the decision. Okay. Um, I think Gen Z probably hates it. Yeah. So, so for, so for Gen Z, I don't know if all of them hate it for, but like, let me just as a, the majority. Yeah. But as as like the, uh, yeah, I believe the majority don't like the rulings on, on both of the decisions. Um, I I do think so from a, a personal note, I do think that sometimes not just Gen Z, but just people in general forget what the Supreme Court is for mm-hmm. and and what their rulings are meant to be instead of necessarily like these like what do you call it? They're like they're not like the social justice reform system. Right. They right. are making rulings based on the constitution and whether or not things are mm-hmm. should 
are constitutional. So, so a good example would be the abortion ruling where everybody's saying the Supreme Court just went out and banned abortions, and it's like, that's not what happened at all. Supreme Court ruled that abortion was not a constitutional right. It's nowhere to be found in the Constitution, and therefore it became up to every state to make their own ruling on on it. So was it? Yeah. So, yeah. So I guess my, my personal point I'm trying to make is that it's not whether it should or shouldn't be a part of the Constitution. It's just, is it a part of the current constitutional right? right? Yes or no. Correct. Right. And and so that's where I'm going to take the personal right. stance on the affirmative action. And, right? and they came back with the answer is no, they could not find it in the Constitution. Right. So that's where I'm going to take my stance on the affirmative action and my personal beliefs. Okay. I feel like personally that a person no matter who they are what they are what helicopter they are what you know what how well they can or cannot drive or can see <laughs> i don't think <laughs> that it should matter um whether or not you're deciding they should come to your school so i i think that it should be based on their merit and not not based on anybody's I think gender or think race or yeah I think there's a lot of criteria that should be allowed um even beyond merit mm-hmm. you know um if you scored a 1500 on your SAT and I scored a 1400 on my SAT and your parents are billionaires mm-hmm. And my parents make a combined $35,000 a year. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it would be fair to say, you know what? We're going to give the slot to this person who's got the grades. Maybe the SAT scores are a little bit lower, but they're not going to be able to afford otherwise. So we're going to give this person the slot and a scholarship mm-hmm. or yeah. a grant. I guess that's what I mean, right? Like, mm-hmm. I, I, I guess... To your point, and I and I see, I think I see the point like you're trying to make is in like taking all of the, the whole situation into account mm-hmm. rather than just taking somebody's skin color or gender into account, taking the whole situation into a- account. Absolutely, and, and it's just um, I think the, the the solution to the problem of providing opportunities to. Uh, I was I was saying oppressed people because it's really we're focused on black people who, you know, historically speaking, is not that far out of slavery, mm-hmm. right? Um, just a, a two hundred and fifty years, something like that. Sure, and um, it wasn't. It's not even that long that like th- that's just slavery. But yeah, then that's you just have slavery, like right? Jim Crow laws and those types. Yeah. So their grandparents had to fight for the the. They had the right. They didn't have the ability to vote mm-hmm. in, in places. So that's what they're fighting for. So they didn't have the opportunities, and they wanted to create a situation to provide more opportunities. And I think that's um, noble, and I think it's got a, a truth and a rightness about it. Mm-hmm. I just don't think that affirmative action was the right way of achieving that. Mm-hmm. Um, because... You got to be careful with who you give power, right? So if you give power to person A who says, you know what, we're going to make this rule and we're going to give all these benefits to black people and these other people, right, get the benefits. 
But when person A comes out of power and they put person Z in power, now power is power. Now they can say, we're going to get rid of all these benefits for person A and we're going to give them to person B. Right. Now they get all the benefits and, you know, is that really how we want it to be? Mm-hmm. I don't think so. I think you've got to say, if the roles were reversed, if the person I hated had authority, would I be happy with them having that authority? If the right. answer is no, then don't give them that authority. Right. So, and so this, and this is where, like, I think your perspective on this makes, uh, I guess has more weight and makes more sense because I, like I said, like the whole thing, right. Is that my race and gender are the problem, right. <laughs> or why it was created and perceived problem, right. Or the perceived problem. Whereas, you know, you being the prime, uh, the prime cam- candidate for that. Well, kind of. So I'm not, I'm not black. I, well, I haven't done a DNA test, but I'm guessing. <laughs> All right. If I had to put money on Vegas, I would say I'm not black. All right. I'm, ro- I'm rolling. You go with, for red, huh? I, I'm rolling <laughs> with yellow. All right. Yeah. As long as we stick with colors, black, white, yellow, brown. Uh-huh. So I'm, I'm in red. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm rolling with yellow on this one. Um, that's what I think my DNA test would come back as. Um, I think the way affirmative action is intentionally originally designed was to help minorities. Mm -hmm. And it's just black was the focus minority. You had the NAACP, which was really focused on black, even though it says colored people, they're really about black people. And, you know, they're the, they were at the time one of the larger and more oppressed minority, mm-hmm. right? Um, so I understand it, but um, affirmative action actually harmed Asians. Mm-hmm. So it was actually harder for an Asian to get into college than it is for a white person to get into college because they were overrepresented. Okay, all right. So um, because when- right, because the whole affirmative action thing, and correct me if I'm wrong, my understanding is basically you're taking what the population is or what you have currently, and you're trying to make it match the yeah, population. Yeah, you're trying to get some equal representation. Right. Right. Um, and I, I kind of understand it. I think it's it's false in the sense that I, you want diversity of color. I don't think that's nearly as important as diversity of thought. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't feel colleges give a damn about diversity of thought. I think they actually are a- against diversity of thought at mm-hmm. this juncture. Um, but the diversity of affirmative action was try to make things more fair because mm-hmm. they weren't real fair. Right. All right. By representation. So they're trying, how can we get, make this more fair? So it looks, more represented. I just think it's flawed to try to start that at college. You want things more fair. You want more minorities represented in colleges. I think you got to work at the elementary, middle, and high schools. Right. Right. So you need to you need to start at the beginning rather than starting at where most people. That's the mm-hmm. end of their school life. And yeah, and, and taking a, a multivariate analysis. Mm-hmm. Don't just go predominantly black and the the Grades are bad, mm-hmm. right? Okay. I can see where that can be a problem, but I could also say, hey, everybody that lived beyond one year had drinking water and they all died. So mm-hmm. water is bad. Right. Right. So we can't do that. So we have yeah, to go and you're, you're 
you know, you're basically like, yeah, doesn't like causation doesn't equal correlation. Exactly. Right? Like it does just because, you know, 60 people ate an apple and then they all got bit by a shark. That means sharks like people that eat apples. Right, like exactly. it, it, you're, yeah, you're just jumping to a conclusion mm -hmm. based on like a causation event right. rather than where did they get bit by a shark? On the on the ankle? No, I mean, were they all in the same body of water? Right. Were they all chumming and then they jumped into the chum? What happened here? Right. right. And so that's really what I think people should look at because if we say this it has bad results, okay, let's look in that. Where else has bad results? Are there similarities? And how about we look at poverty? Because I bet. The bo my bottom dollar, speaking of poverty, I bet my bottom dollar that poverty is common throughout all of it. So do you feel like these things like, um, like just taking affirmative action for an example, these things that people try to do to make things more equal are actually the, the lazy approach rather than the, the actual like analytical, let's take our time and, and figure out. Um, or do you think that it is, it's not really lazy. It's just like, we need to do something right now. So like, let's implement this to get it, to get it going. I don't think it's lazy. I think it's been thought through too much for mm -hmm. it to be lazy. Uh, I think it is misguided. Um, and maybe group think. I think it also may be under or not. There are things that over time you need to reevaluate and put benchmarks to and like, is this still working? Does this still apply? Where in X year, this was come up with whatever the situation is 50 years ago. Does it still apply? Can, can like, does it still make sense for our current situation? Um, and I think that there's times where, and I don't know if that, that's necessarily the, that like, that this is the case with this specific ruling. But I think there's times where you need to like reanalyze and like, okay, this is the current situation we're in. Does it still make sense to apply this to get the outcome that you're trying to and achieve? I, I agree. I'm not sure that that really applies here because it was just a Supreme Court ruling. But um, people do like to make laws based on things happening in the world around them. And, mm -hmm. and it makes sense. I mean... Um, in 1865, we probably did not need a whole lot of wireless communication laws, mm -hmm. right? Um, the, the problem is there's no mechanism in government to go back and get rid of laws that no longer apply. Right. And and maybe maybe this it's time for that to happen. Yeah. yeah, there's no mechanism for removing rules that you created during this circumstance that don't need to be there anymore. Mm -hmm. um, there's lots of mechanisms for just creating new ones. Mm -hmm. Um but then those new ones contradict with old ones and things like that because you don't get rid of the old ones and they just don't apply anymore. Um, yep. So. So, yeah. So, I, I'm fine with the affirmative action ruling. Um, I think media has made it a bigger deal than it really is because I think if we just look at the numbers, the number of people that benefited from affirmative action was really small based on on population you mm -hmm. know it's not like it impacted half the country mm -hmm. they're looking at maybe three percent mm -hmm. of people have benefited from affirmative action and do we want to 
have a change in the constitutional to benefit 3% of the population, mm -hmm. I kind of lean towards no. Um, well, I think that's but, something that the population should right. and decide then, for themselves. And there is a mechanism in our republic to do these things, mm -hmm. right? So if enough states believe that affirmative action should be legal, you go through a constitutional amendment process, mm -hmm. and then all the states gets involved and you have the vote, and then if it's really that popular, then it becomes an amendment, like just all the other amendments right. to the Constitution. Right. Yeah. Um, okay. So, I yeah, and so I think that where, I think it kind of comes back to like what we said at the beginning, right, where people get confused based on what the ruling actually, it's it's not ruling like this is a law now or this is not a law now. It's just we couldn't find this in our current set of laws and constitutions. Right. And so it it's not a constitutional right currently. Correct. Um, so people spin that as like, oh, well, now we're just, it, you know, now it's no longer a thing. And it's like, well, it can be. It's just mm -hmm. up to this, the local community now rather than. People think they have more rights than they really have. Mm -hmm. What they have is more freedoms, mm -hmm. not necessarily rights. Mm -hmm. um, so you run things up against the Constitution and, and you measure it. Is this in violation? Yeah. Of the Constitution. Well, in the Constitution, that's why there is a system to add amendments and things mm -hmm. like that. Because as people develop and decide that they, you know, uh, we as a society that like this should be a right, not just a law, but mm -hmm. a, a right that cannot be broken, then you have the process to to go yeah, and, and add so that. If you look at rights, if you have a right, you should not need to pay for that. Right. Because it's a right. Mm -hmm. So... Th those are the the arguments I think people should be making and remaking. Mm -hmm. So if you have the right, if you have a constitutional right to get married, you should not have to pay for the privilege of executing that right, mm -hmm. which means you should not have to pay the state to get a marriage license. Mm -hmm. Because if you had to pay the state to get a marriage license, it's no longer a right. It's really a privilege that if you have money, you can do it. Right. So um, I would use that as a criteria for everything that you consider a right. So, okay, so that kind of goes into the next ruling, right, um, and and kind of plays into that a little. So they made a similar ruling about whether or not it was legal and constitutional for Joe Biden to basically forgive the student loans. Um, and their ruling was that you're not allowed to do that under the the law that you chose that gives you the power to do this. You can't do that. Yeah, you right. don't have the authority. Right, you don't have the authority to do so. Mm -hmm. um, and so again, just a reminder for everybody that's probably getting upset right now. <laughs> it's it's <laughs> it's not a ruling of if this is right or wrong. It's mm -hmm. a ruling of this is the law that you said you could do it with and this has nothing to do with this or we we as a system don't feel like it's legal for you to do that mm -hmm. right it's not a oh this was right for you to do so we vote on what's right and then also just just bear in mind 
laws are universal, not situational. Mm -hmm. Authority is universal, not situational. So do you want your president to have the right to forgive all student loans? Mm -hmm. Maybe you do. Now, let's say Donald Trump becomes president again. Mm -hmm. Do you want him to have the right to forgive all commercial loans? Mm -hmm. All banks forgiven. You owe us nothing. You know, do you want him to have that right? Mm -hmm. I don't, mm -hmm. you know? So be careful what you're supporting. Yeah, they, they, they do have to be very careful about what they're saying yes to be and what they're saying no to because it translates down, right? Mm -hmm. People use the cases as the final say in similar situations mm -hmm. so that when this case comes up again or this situation comes up again, it's like, well, this was the ruling. So I, as a judge, as a lower court judge, am not going to go up against the ruling of the higher court judge. This is right. what the ruling was. It applies to this situation. Yeah, the, the precedent. Now, and the, with, with the Supreme Court, here, here's the nuance for the mm -hmm. Supreme Court. So you can... You can argue something to the Supreme Court and the Supreme Court will hear that specific argument and rule the constitutionality of it. Mm -hmm. You can come back to the same subject matter, but argue from a different point and then they can get overruled because you're arguing a different point. And mm -hmm. now suddenly, because you're arguing this thing, it's like, you're right, this is unconstitutional instead of constitutional. Mm -hmm. So that's that's how that works. Yeah. And then it, you know, it's up to various people to decide which situation applies to which scenario you're in. Yeah, or just and, a creative lawyer to yeah. have the mind to, to make a, a unique argument. Yeah. Um, um, but anyway, so, so my point is right. So go, so going back to the Gen Z perspective on the student loans thing, right? There are a lot of, there are a lot of people my age who are in a serious amount of debt that they signed up for when they were 17 years old um, because their school counselor and all these people around them said, you should do this because it's good for you and all of these things, right? Not trying to victimize, just playing out right. a more realistic scenario, right? So now they're in a huge amount of debt for a job that they don't want or a degree that they don't want or have any passion to continue doing. And they have to bear that for the rest of their life in their financial situation. Um, I think the difference is, is that there are, there are a lot of things in like the country when you do your research and things like that, that maybe cost wise were and were not so different when somebody was a kid versus what they make now. One of those big things that I would argue is education. And I would argue that there is an insane cost difference for education and higher education. Versus if you go to private school, I, even just normal general community college is extremely expensive compared to what it used to cost. And those two numbers do not correlate with what people make now versus what education costs. Um, you also have this giant push for people to just be able to take out loans. I'm now, there's no loan that I can get at 17 years old, except for an educational loan where I can take out $200,000 and be forced <laughs> to pay that back for the rest of my life mm -hmm. uh, without somebody else siding with you. But that seems to be one of the ones that you can just go willy nilly on and take out as much as you want. Um, so maybe the law should make the parent co-sign if they're going to let them do well, it I 17. It, it I think you just, I, I think the, the, the student loan thing, I think you're a 
trying to address a, I think you're trying to address for, um, optics, right? This is what my party believes. So let's just like follow along on this trail <laughs> and you know, we're trillions of dollars in debt. So let's just, you know, let's just follow along this trail that we know nobody's going to actually go for. Um, and, and, but I think the, I think you're just attacking the wrong side, right? The quality of education versus what you're actually paying for the education and the amount you're paying for education. I think that's the side that you need to tackle and not necessarily like the, yeah, let's because, just make everybody else pay for somebody else's yeah. mistake. Again, just like, if we're going to forgive that loan, are we going to forgive all homeowners loans? Mm -hmm. Houses were so much cheaper back in 1978 than they are now. And even though we make more, we don't make as much, we don't make the same ratio more as mm -hmm. the housing. So maybe all homeowners should have their loans forgiven mm -hmm. and they should own their houses free and clear. Mm -hmm. Right. I'm sorry. I, I, I say bullshit to that too. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, right. We, my we my point wasn't like, as, we can't as a, as a society remove consequences or repercussions to decisions that we make. Mm -hmm. Um, ultimately the bottom line comes down to this person knew they're taking a loan and they're going to have to pay it back. Bad. Bad. I hit that button. <laughs> <laughs> so, but the, they said, you want to get this loan and go to college, you're going to have to pay all of it back. And the person said, yes. Mm -hmm. All right. You're on the hook for it. There's people in 1990 who joined the army because they wanted the college fund. They didn't want to go to war. Then Saddam Hussein invaded Kuwait. And next thing you know, they're in the desert and they're going, I didn't sign up for this. Yes. Yes, you did. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah. So I'm sorry. And I do agree with you. We're, we're trying to like forgive the debt, but we're not solving the problem. Mm -hmm. And one, the, the, I don't think the loan is as much as a problem as how the interest is factored yeah so if you want to forgive anything just turn student loans into zero interest i mm -hmm. think you'll get more support for that than just to forgive the loan as a whole right and then when the interest rate is zero at least the borrower can feel a sense of hope mm -hmm. you know it's like oh okay i can tackle this because you know my payments after one year is beginning to make a little bit of a difference and and dent you know there is light at the end of the tunnel and it's not New Jersey. So it's going to be something good. Yeah. Right. Well, and I think that also you're, you know, as a society, we're putting the burden on, um, the highest form of government to, to fix that issue mm -hmm. of loans rather than your local politician going, okay, so hang on. So my, my, my area is extremely poor mm -hmm. and then now I'm supporting all of these kids going and taking on two hundred thousands of dollars to go to this school, so they're more poor, and then they move back home with their parents, and so now my area is still poor, and then just ending up in this cycle. Right. Rather than how can I properly educate to make sure that you know my area makes the right decisions, and you know we uh, there's actually benefit to making the right decisions in my community and supporting proper community education rather than, you know. And maybe there needs to be some loan criteria, like 
you're going to get a student loan from a college. We got to make sure that the degree you're getting has a marketable reason for it. Mm -hmm. You know, there's no market for underwater basket weaving. There's no market for a master's degree in well, hang on, hang on. and Lord of the Rings and that kind of underwater thing. basket weaving <laughs> is important. That's what made this country great, Mike. <laughs> underwater basket weaving. So there's a lot of don't insult my culture like that. Uh, I get to I'm Asian, so <laughs> I get to say anything I want about your culture. <laughs> I just use my minority card. Yeah, there you go. Um, but. If you took a, a a student loan and ran it through the same kind of thought process as other loans, like, hmm, this person wants to make, wants this money, to borrow this money, I want to make that money back, what evidence is there that I'm going to be able to get this thing back? Well, they're going to get this degree. So, like, if it's a house, they're going to have this house and they have collateral in the house. Mm -hmm. Well, they're going to get this education so i have collateral on the education what are they doing with that education mm -hmm. oh they're going to be a businessman they're going to create the next twitter they're going to you know whatever yeah, and then a, they're going to be able to pay it back it's an interesting scenario because like you just kind of brought up with like the house or like you get a loan on a car or whatever mm -hmm. if you don't pay that you lose your house or mm -hmm. you lose your car no one can make you lose the education that you just went and through that's why they don't allow that loan to go into bankruptcy right or to be forgiven in seven years like bankruptcy mm -hmm. is and that kind of stuff. that's why it stays with you forever because mm -hmm. they can't take it back right so but how about make it a requirement that in order to get a loan you're going to actually have to have a marketable skill to prove that you can pay it back mm -hmm. you can't get a business loan and they look at your business model and they go yeah, that's not going to work. Well, and I think the loan thing kind of comes back to when we were talking about the affirmative action stuff, you're just attacking the wrong area, right? Yeah. Why Why can my area not afford to at least go to community college? And why do they have got to take a loan to be able to do that? And, and they have what I know as running start programs. Mm -hmm. So if you're worth your salt in high school, you can do the running start and get college credits in community college. Mm -hmm. So... You graduate high school with your associate's degree. Now you only need two years of university to get your bachelor's. Yeah, and right. and the, I think the problem with those programs is they're just not as supported anymore. Like you just have you have this really big push to go like what you mentioned earlier to these private colleges and these Ivy League schools and things like that because you want this piece of paper to look shiny and sparkly on your resume, and so you have this push for those. And sure, you earn like some credit but you only earn credit towards specific programs at specific schools and not just like general credit that applies mm -hmm. everywhere um and i think that's part of the problem too is you have these schools that are pushing like these ivy league credits that only count for these 10 schools rather than pushing but for the general credits there's accreditation organizations i think there's like five of them now mm -hmm. um that set the criteria of what is accredited and what transfers over yeah, and that yeah. kind of stuff. Yeah. And so you can, you can work within those, you know, constraints. Mm -hmm. Um, but also I think there's too much demand for college. Mm -hmm. Um, there's a lot of jobs out there that don't need a college degree, but businesses like ask for the college degree. Right. It's like, 
it makes you well-rounded and mm, don't even get me started on the well-rounded thing because there's a lot of ways to get well-rounded that is not socially acceptable evidently. Yeah, you can be like me eat food it's no it's like you're telling me this 23 year old with a bachelor's degree is well-rounded because of their college experience and you're saying oh because they took this variety of classes and they got to meet a variety of people i was like well this soldier <laughs> has gone to all of these countries they face stresses and obstacles that none of these people will ever even imagine mm -hmm. but they're not well-rounded right all right and let's screw your argument yeah yeah, we classify well-rounded as taking six different math classes and social security, social mm -hmm. studies classes and things like that, um, but they've never learned how to, like, do their taxes, but they're well-rounded. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then there's vocational options also, but yeah. nobody wants to talk about the vocational options at the high school level. It's still the high school system is all geared to promote the universities, mm -hmm. and so it's one of those of if you don't get good grades, you'll be a loser like that pipe fitter over there you know mm -hmm. it's like um that pipe fitter has zero debt and he's in his first year of pipe fitting and he's making twenty dollars an hour and you're a hundred thousand dollars in debt right i think the pipe fitter is smarter yeah I, and yeah and so to i just like you said i don't know i feel like the the summary it just all comes back down to tackling the problem at your source areas rather than trying to tackle it from yeah. above and honestly, I, st I still think um, maybe if you want to be creative with the solution, businesses that require a college degree pays for the student loan. Yeah, you have some while they're working year for year, right? You know, or month for month. Every month that you work with them, they make that monthly payment, and you just have to like slide that information, your college information, over to them. You know, and in, in the interview process, mm -hmm. and I think it helps because. If you want that private Ivy League school for $250,000, then, you know, maybe this company is going to hire that person that went to a community college because it's cheaper for them. Mm -hmm. And now Blue Collar is getting more opportunities instead of legacy opportunities from from old money. Yeah. Yeah. And while in the, the flip side of that, too, is that now you have, you know, the you have the business they know they now no longer require a bachelor's degree to be the receptionist exactly and yeah. take phone calls yeah like they, oh well that's going to be really expensive or we could just you know take somebody with a high school degree that, that doesn't cost us anything and put them as the receptionist absolutely yeah and and then less people have to go to college so the demand decreases if you go with the laws of supply and demand when there's low demand then there's too much supply, then prices go down to increase mm -hmm. demand. Um, so yeah, I mean, definitely ways of tackling it if you want to be creative. I just don't think you can just willy-nilly out there and say, ah, oh, suddenly nobody has to pay their loans. And even if you do that, right, suddenly nobody has to pay their loans, you help a span of five to 10 years of people and then you still have the same situation. Absolutely. Right? Because you, the loans don't actually go away. You just, these group of people don't have to pay them. And now um, all of millennials and Gen Z's kids still have to take the hundreds of thousands of dollars yeah. out of the loans. And they, so, so, suddenly all of the soon to be college freshmen are going, wait a minute, they didn't have to 
they don't have to pay their loans, but suddenly I do. Yeah, it, you know, it's just that fair. Yeah, it just doesn't. It doesn't fix the the. It doesn't fix the senior in high school's problem now because great, all their loans were waived. Now I'm starting yeah. college and I got to take them. And yeah, <laughs> you help ten years of people. You help one generation, and honestly, there's no such thing as free. So all those loans do get paid back through the population. And so it's all the people in high school are going to be paying for all those people who just got their degree, you know, that year and 10 years prior. Yeah, because let's be honest, it's not coming out of the boomer's pocket. <laughs> <laughs> no, they, they've already been clever enough to stash their monies into trust funds and that kind of stuff. And Honestly, income tax only applies when you have an income. So if you have no income, you just have, you know, money stashed that you Well, if you have from. money stashed and you stay in the job and keep the income, <laughs> now, now you have both places where you have money. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. Well, yep. That's my take. Dip, hot take, hot, Mike's, Mike's takey hot. <laughs> I don't know what that means. Mike's takey, talkie hots. Hot takes. <laughs> Hot cakes and hot cakes. <laughs> hot cakes and hot cakes. Fuck the boomers and fuck your generation. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Peace be the journey. Thanks, guys.